welcome to the Enlorm podcast series, a series that focuses exclusively on patients now referred to as having nanorare mutations. I'm Stan Crook, and I'm the founder, chairman, and CEO of Enlorm. Enlorm is a nonprofit foundation that I initiated in January of 2020. Our mission at Enlorm is to take advantage of the technology we created at Ionis Pharmaceuticals, Anisense Technology, or ASO Technology, to discover, develop, and provide experimental ASO treatments to nanorail patients, and to do that for free for life. So let's begin by defining what a nanorare patient is. A nanorare patient is a patient with a disease caused by a mutation that is oftentimes unique to that individual. That is, a single person in the world has that particular mutation. In some cases, that mutation may cause disease in as many as 30 patients around the world. This is the smallest possible patient population, and oftentimes it truly is an N of 1. The rarity of the mutations, and therefore diseases, is the core problem. Most patients with nanorare diseases are never diagnosed and progress without ever knowing what's wrong with them. And the fortunate few who are diagnosed typically spend years being referred from one specialist to the next while the disease progresses before they're finally genetically sequenced and and a diagnosis achieved. A task of sequencing the patient's genome, characterizing the function of the gene, and understanding the patient's um, symptom complex are challenging and are really only achievable in tertiary care centers, at least today. This group of patients is the most isolated, most underserved, and most desperate population of patients that I have encountered. And the limited number of patients means that the commercial development of a drug for these patients is essentially impossible. And if it were possible to make commercial sense of it, these families would have to be charged an extraordinary amount of dollars every year. So Enlorm is a nonprofit for all of those reasons. And there is today an opportunity to treat many of these patients. And of course, that's where Enlorm comes in. Though Enlorm is only two years old, more than five years ago now, I realized that ASO technology could, in principle, help many of these patients. But a number of other elements needed to be in place before Enlorm could be feasible. The first step in the process of treatment is, of course, diagnosis. Diagnosis for a patient with a nanorare mutation, as I said, requires genomic sequencing. It requires characterization of the function of the gene so that we know that if we manipulate a mutated gene of that sort, what sort of issues we might create. And uh, we have to understand the manifestations of the disease thoroughly in the patient in question. All of these activities can really only be achieved today in the most sophisticated of settings, and those are tertiary care, research-focused medical centers. Fortunately, over the last decade or so, a consortium of tertiary care centers called the Undiagnosed Disease Network, or UDN, has made great strides in identifying patients who are undiagnosed 
working them up and identifying the mutations and the, and the nature of the diseases these patients have, that is, achieving a diagnosis. So among the first collaborations that Norm established was a collaboration with the UDN. And the UDN has certainly provided a number of patients to Enlorm for potential treatment. But, and, and this is, I think, very encouraging. We've also received many applications for treatment of patients from non-UDN institutions. And that, that speaks to the fact that many personalized medicine centers uh, are being created around the world in response to recognizing the unique challenges and the unique needs and the unique opportunities to help patients with nanorare diseases. The next critical element was to ensure that there was a supportive regulatory environment. Because the discovery and development of treatments for patients with nanorare diseases is truly urgent and must be very rapid and very streamlined and also has to be cost-effective if we're to give the medicines away for free for life, special guidance is required from the FDA and other regulatory agencies to, to ensure that providing experimental treatment is actually possible. Fortunately, again, the FDA has been highly responsive and has issued guidance specific to the provision of experimental ASO treatments at no cost to nanorare patients. And that guidance is consistent with the suggestions that we made in public commentary phase of the process of putting guidelines together. And it certainly is sufficient to provide us a pathway to bring experimental ASO treatments to many of these patients. Today, the only technology for which special guidance has been issued for nanorare patients is the technology that we bring to bear to help these patients. That is the ASO technology that we created at the company I founded and led for 30 years, Ionis Pharmaceuticals. The founding donors of Enlorm were then put together, and the founding donors were Ionis, our partner in the neurosciences, Biogen, and my wife and myself. Since the foundation, we've added numerous partners and donors and other types of supporters that have supported a very rapid expansion to meet the needs and the demand that we've experienced. The name Enlorum derives from an abbreviation for number, N, and the concept of therapy. So Enlorum signifies bringing treatment to patients who are unique and of one type patients and are members then of this unique group of patients that we call nanorare patients. And indeed, the demand has been extraordinary. When I began in Lorem, I thought that perhaps by now we might have a handful of applicants and that we would be able to manage in Lorem essentially with all volunteers for the first two to three or four years. In fact, while we were setting up in Lorem, we had the opportunity to help 14 patients be treated with personalized experimental ASOs. And that was really a very important experience for us. It gave us a great deal of, of knowledge about how this process actually works in fact. Today, in just two years, we have well over 130 new applications, and we're proceeding toward treating more than 50 different nanorare patients. As we look out over the long term, it is clear that we will be treating thousands of patients. So the technology has to be scalable, and fortunately, Anacense technology is. 
and we have to continue to expand so we can meet these patients' needs and eventually expand well beyond the United States because these mutations are expressed in all populations around the world. It has been a real challenge to grow NLORM at a pace sufficient to meet the demand, and it has been challenging, but we are optimistic that we will achieve our goal of being able to bring treatments to these patients within 12 to 18 months after the application is received and approved. To put that goal in context for you, the discovery process for a drug to a novel target often takes 10 to 20 years and many, many, many scores of science. And then, of course, once the first medicine that comes from that program is identified, the average time from that point to commercial treatment is about 16 years. And so we're condensing decades into a few months. So it's a real challenge, but we can do it. And we have done it. Not only is there an urgent need for us to do this, we have a technology and we have the experience to actually get this done in the time frame when, that these patients require. Now, from inception, we've known that we can't do this alone. We're a small nonprofit foundation. So we have been very successful at putting together a growing network of stakeholders, donors, partners, clinical uh, research sites that we call uh, Partners in Excellence. And these partnerships have allowed us to reduce the cost per patient by more than 40%, enhance the efficiency, the efficiency with which we discover and develop these medicines, and yet assure that each step in the process is of the absolute highest quality. The addition of clinical sites that are focused on helping N-of-one-type patients and working closely with NLORM, now let's just take the next step in being even more efficient in integrating diagnosis, genomic sequencing, and treatment in a seamless fashion for patients who are suffering with these diseases. I'm also very pleased to tell you that we have established a range of novel systems and approaches that assure every patient is treated with the optimal ASO, that each step in the process that may lead to treatment of a patient is of the very highest quality, and that from every patient in our aggregate experience, we learn as much as we possibly can because there's a great tool to be learned. Of course, these patients deserve the effort to learn from them and be able to apply that information to new patients that we may encounter in the future. But of course, we've just begun. What we are doing is important and exciting and the progress that we have made, I think is really quite, quite impressive. One of the most important contributions that we hope to make in addition to all the all that we are doing, including treatment, is to create a community for these very isolated patients and their families and provide solid knowledge, experience, and an opportunity for their voices to be heard as a part of a, a holistic approach to providing the support these patients and families need. Uh, one of the key elements of this process is a podcast series that we will be initiating in April. And this podcast series is a part of a program that we call the Patient Empowerment Program, or PEP. In coming 
months, we will be initiating this process. And the format is a mix of interviews with the stakeholders, with patients, with experts, as well as more lecture-like experiences in which we try to elevate the knowledge that's available to patients and parents and families who must deal with these unique mutations and the challenges that they bring. Only through knowledge comes power. As we provide knowledge and a site for voices to be heard, we'll increase the sense of empowerment that patients and families have and move away from the hopelessness and despair that is the current state of affairs for patients in the nanorare mutation group. And Lorem is a nonprofit committed to discovering and providing personalized experimental treatments for free, for life, to patients with genetic diseases that affect 1 to 30 patients worldwide, referred to by Enlorem as nano-rare. Many of these patients progress and die without ever achieving a diagnosis. This is where Enlorem comes in. They do the impossible by providing hope, and for those that they can help, free lifetime treatment. For more information about Enlorem or today's episode, visit enlorem.org. Any questions can be sent into podcast at enlorem.org. Search Enlorem on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook to connect with us. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. This truly helps us climb the charts and allows others to find the show. This podcast is hosted by Dr. Stan Crook. Our videographer is John Magnuson of Mighty One Productions. Our producers are John Magnuson and Kira Deneen of DNA Today. Thank you for listening.